This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is brought to you by Movement Watches. Hey, Tom. Mm -hmm. These people have heard us talk about Movement Watches. I'm sure they've all got themselves one. I would hope so. At least one for each wrist. Yeah. But guess what? Now, let's finish your holiday shopping and get a Movement Watch for someone on your list. The holiday shopping season is here, and with movement, you can skip the crowds and standing in crazy lines at the mall and find a gift that they'll love at prices that beat the department stores, Tom. Yeah. You love these watches. I do, Tim. That was the the first uh, my first exposure to this brand before they were sponsors was I had bought my brother one of their watches yeah. for Christmas last so do year. do that for your brother or anybody. Yeah. Sister, too. Yeah. They Girlfriend, boyfriend, men, wife, men, husband. Men and women's watches and uh, and sunglasses, too. Uh, movement watches start at just ninety five dollars at a department store. At a department store, yeah, you're looking at four hundred to five hundred five hundred bucks. Look, this is so much money. This four hundred to five hundred dollars, I can't even, even pronounce it. Yeah, let alone spend it. Uh, movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup, providing the best possible price. They got classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. Tom, I'm looking. You're wearing one right now. Yeah. You look. Uh, you look dapper. You look like a million it's bucks. Gold and black, Tim. I look like a real uh, big shot. And uh, there've been over five hundred thousand watches sold in over a hundred and sixty countries. So, you know, contribute to that. Yeah. Get one for everybody you know. This thing's built like a tank. Guess what? You get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. by Free going... worldwide shipping, too, Tim. Important. Okay. Wherever but... you are in the world. Yeah. Tom, I was talking to the people here. All right. Me, too. Uh, go to movementwatches.com slash guide. The watch has a really clean design. Seriously, I've been getting compliments ever since I put it on. Yeah. Me, too, Tim. I'm, yeah. Even now, I'm wearing it, and you're complimenting me with your... Uh... Your eyes. Yeah, that's true. Now is the time to step up your watch game or the watch game of your loved ones. Go to movementwatches.com slash guide and join the movement. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I am Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I am chilled to the GD bone. How are you? <laughs> So does that mean you're cold or you're laid back? No, no, no. Well, that I'm, I'm cold. Okay. I'm laid back, and I'm spooked. About what? Just the state of the world. Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> Just in general. The state of the spirit world. Exactly. There's a there's a disturbance that I sense. Yeah. Well, you told me you just watched the new Ghostbusters, so that's you probably. I got, watched uh, it on a plane, Tom. Uh huh. That was the best uh, cinema experience. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. Oh, so you didn't see it on a plane then? Because when I saw it, I saw it in 3D, and one of the cool things about it was that uh, the 3D things would occasionally pop out of the letterbox. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, which I'd never seen. I was like, wow, they've got that kind of technology? I guess ghosts aren't that far behind after all. Yeah, there. this was a distinct 2D experience. I had to watch it over the course of two flights because uh, <laughs> there were short flights. Right. Um, well, and luckily, they had the same movies on both flights because yeah, a lot of times they don't. Exactly. But it spent. it took me half the flight. 
to fast forward to the part that I uh, needed yeah. to get those, to. Those are not very yeah. good fast forwarding controls. Yeah, they, they, the, the user interface of these uh, these plain, plain TVs yeah. could, could be a lot better. They, they just plain stink. Oh, that was very funny. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I did watch the last 15 minutes, the excitement part, Tom. This mm-hmm. is a technical movie term, the excitement part. <laughs> right, the excitement part. Uh, while, uh, or the last 25 minutes, here's what happened, Tom. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, hey, uh, the the lady, uh, uh, the flight attendant came on and said, mm-hmm. hey, uh, we're starting our descent into right. LaGuardia Airport. So if any of you are watching Ghostbusters. No, they kept it on, they keep, they keep the, what I really love about, uh, planes these days yeah nothing turns off anymore nothing turns off you watch a movie all through a takeoff and landing yeah. you could always use your uh ipad and mm-hmm. your iphone it's great yeah like do all the crossword puzzles you want don't let us bother you yeah um so but i was like oh, i'm not gonna get to see the end of this movie because they're like we're starting our final uh descent. approach descent uh tray tables up yeah, uh brag, backs up. some of the uh uh, well, you are a pilot. Industry Tom. lingo, the, yeah. It's not bragging. It's it. It would frankly be disturbing if you didn't. Tim, know let this me kind tell you, stuff. these things are basically on autopilot nowadays. I think so, and yeah. I think my pilots were in a little over their head. Uh huh. Because they had one head, one collective head. Yeah, it was Siamese twins. Oh man, conjoined twins. Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, that doesn't. Uh, you know, that kind of defeats the purpose if you got a pilot and co-pilot, but they're sharing a head. Yeah, but they both. I think what they go is number of hands. That, oh yeah. So there was a four hander still. As long yeah. as you got four hands in the po- cockpit and at least one head. Did they have to move the other? Well, it's a tight fit in there anyway. I guess. Yeah. No, they were fine. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was like one of these situations. Doctor Ben Carson was like, "I'm not touching that with a ten foot scalpel." Yeah, he was one. Of, he was uh like a big uh uh, uh separating conjoined twins guy, huh? Yeah, I think he might have done it once and then like bragged <laughs> about more it for thirty me. years, but like also like, hey, better than uh, than I, than I've ever done. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> I mean, I've made numerous attempts. Yeah, but, but uh, l- let us not be defined by our failures, right? Um, yeah, so they're like, uh, final descent, here we go. Um, and then, uh, extreme turbulence for like five full minutes. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I look out the window, there's nobody in the seat next to me, I was in the aisle. (laughs) Um, and I was like, man, we're pretty low to the ground. Must be, uh, no time that we'll be landing. Yeah. And, uh, five more minutes of extreme turbulence. And then like... You know when you feel the the plane speed up because it speeds up a lot? Yeah. And we shoot back up into the sky. Yeah. And the whole time, the turbulence doesn't stop. And, like, we're banking to the right. We're banking to the left. Like, uh, uh, and and, uh, then more extreme turbulence and we'll, like, kind of, like, uh, descend very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, more extreme turbulence and more banking and, like, things are falling. And, like, at no point did the steward, not the, the did the flight attendant uh, <laughs> uh, come on uh, and be yeah, like. Did you, did you ask her, hey, sweetheart. Hey, uh, sweetheart. I, 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 I dinged the things yeah. and gave her a slap on the bottom. And go, like, hey. go ask your husband in the cockpit what's going on here. Uh, so that happened, and uh, it was the most terrifying 25 minutes of my life. Uh, and not because of all the the, the specters on the on the screen. 
But that sure didn't help. You probably you were it probably didn't. looking at him going, well, it's going to be me in about 30 seconds. Right. So I didn't love uh, the, the new Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters Answer the Call is what it's called now. <laughs> it's just Ghostbusters. No, I think they rebranded it just to... Oh, just to like distinguish on yeah. flights? Yeah. Or like in anything. Like I, I, I understand. Look, I think people were way too angry about everything about this Ghostbusters mm-hmm. thing. The one thing that did anger me is like, stop naming a movie the name that another movie already has. Yeah. If anything, just call it like Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Great. That right. way we know. Uh, Well, officially it's probably like Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, but like oh, we're going by like IMDb yeah, classification. I think we are sometimes, Tim, because like think about how many movies just have like, you know, one word titles and you're like, well, I don't know what that is. I saw that movie Arrival uh, a couple of weeks ago and there was a movie The Arrival with uh, Charlie Sheen also about aliens. What movie is that? Oh, that movie's terrible. It's from like the maybe mid 90s. I remember uh, seeing a matinee of it in the theaters. Did Char- you? Charlie Sheen works at uh, like one of those big uh, like SETI uh, antennas. Uh. Finds out about aliens, but aliens are here. They're disguised as humans. I forget, but you could tell the aliens because they could uh, make their legs go backwards like a grasshopper. Oh, that sounds kind of fascinating. Yeah, well, the special effects do not hold up. Right. Well. Um, did you get the movie Arrival confused with? Uh... ABBA album arrival. Well, th- there you go. Another. It, I'm I'm here to. Oh, I can't wait till they play Dancing Queen. Yeah, and I'm here for the listening uh, party. Yeah. Suddenly, no, it's not some Swedish. I'm, I'm pop. so glad they finally started uh, playing albums at the movie theater, like I've been asking them to. Well, if it's accompanied by a laser light show, Tom, you could do a lot worse on a Saturday night. That's you're thinking planetariums. I'd like to go to a planetarium. I haven't been to a planetarium I in a long time. Planetarium in a long time either. Uh, kind of makes me wish and that I've I never, was a drugs man. Yeah, and I've never gone to see like uh, you know Pink Floyd. Do they still do that? I I imagine that's probably all planetariums do nowadays. No. Yeah, space that's is where fascinating. The money is no. Everybody wants to be in space. You know, space that. is as fascinating as. Uh, the licks of Pink Floyd, the hot licks. Oh, screw those hot licks! And uh, sucks to those and hot trippy licks. melodies. Um, no, I'm sure Pink got... Floyd. By mm-hmm. the way, the, go suck an egg, Roger Waters. <laughs> I had enough. Oh man, wow, they're so thoughtful. Oh, there's oh, there's symbolic noises on here. Shut up, get out of here. They're so thoughtful. That's one of the the Pink Floyd's very thoughtful. That's one of the yeah, one like they're like, like gifts. They remember when nobody else does. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you meant, right? That's what they're known for. Yeah, okay. well, that's nice. generous. Well, you know what? Maybe it'll teach a lesson to all those young rock and rollers that they don't have to be so rude to their parents. Yeah, it's true. You can be nice and thoughtful like Pink Floyd. Um. Yeah. So, uh, it's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I think now it's not called Ghostbusters Answer the Call, Grandpa. I think it's it just might called be. Ghostbusters. I think they rebranded it for the the home video release. Tom. But why would answer the call? That doesn't mean anything. Tom. Oh mm-hmm. my God! I'm so angry with you right now. <laughs> I mean, all I know is that as soon as the movie ended, uh huh, it says Ghostbusters Answer the Call yeah. on the friggin' screen. Yeah. 
It's just a nice positive message to leave the theater with. <sighs> yeah, it's better than... Look, and this is the problem, Tom, because mm-hmm. that, that movie uh, was very polarizing. It's <laughs> like, this is the problem. They cast ladies <laughs> in the roles meant for men. No, see, who cares? They cast four of the funniest people in the world right now, and they were all very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Let alone women. Yeah, who normally the, are not funny at all. The the, the story, uh huh, or not even the story, because who cares about a story in a movie like that? Like you're there for the laughs. Well, what if you're there to learn a thing or two about ghosts? Maybe you've got a haunting you'd no, like. You're to... not going to learn anything about ghosts. Wow, Tom, did you learn anything about ghosts in that? I mean, you are a noted expert in right uh, spooks oh, and specters. Man. Yeah. So uh, probably not. I Tim, I looked up how much uh, a ghost detector costs. Very reasonably priced nowadays. What kind of ghost detector? You know, like EMF. You can you can find the fields. EMF. Yeah, man, electromagnetic fields. Why don't you get one? Because oh then God. I'm going to be scared all the time. Yeah, Tim, what you live I... in a former hospital. Yeah. Too. Oh, am I going to buy a ghost detector and be like, oh, good, <laughs> there are ghosts here. Well, I mean, you're gonna think they're so still whenever. invisible. Oh yeah, and like again, nobody's ever been killed by a ghost, Tom. <laughs> Tim, I've got some YouTube videos to show you that uh, uh, beg to differ. I hope. Look, I don't hope that you get ripped limb from limb by a ghost. It's not necessarily going to be a violent death, Tim. A lot of times, ghosts make it look like an accident. <laughs> oh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim. Because what are they going to do? Put in the police report a ghost killed this man. That's what I want to see if you want me to believe that ghosts are out there killing people. No, they're just going to play it as an accident. That's absurd. <laughs> In conclusion, uh, I give Ghostbusters Answer the Call five out of five stars. All right, Tim. Enough, enough of this. <laughs> we just took a short break, and it, it got even more heated about yeah. what the name of this new Ghostbusters movie I is. I know when it came out, it hit theaters as Ghostbusters. Right. But I think to uh, make things easier in the marketplace, where they are constantly coming out with new right. bullshit versions of Ghostbusters, the original. Well, and it's like Edge of Tomorrow was renamed Live, Die, Repeat. Right. I think for the, they, and especially since so many people were so against this being a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I think they were like, you know, they were like, we don't want to cannibalize sales of the old Ghostbusters. Right. Let's make this really clear for everybody's inventory systems and for, uh, for consumers here. Yeah. This is a different movie. It's going to be Ghostbusters Answer the Call. It's been Ghostbusters for girls. Tom, you can't. <laughs> but then everybody would have been clear I'll about t- what it was. I'll tell you one thing, Tom. Yeah. This new Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Funnier than the original Ghostbusters. It's not funnier than the original Ghostbusters. It is funnier than the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. You're more. It, has, it certainly has more jokes. No. I mean, maybe. Maybe it has more jokes, but they do not land as well. And let me ask you this. I think most of the jokes landed pretty well. It's the movie just... Uh, I love Paul Feig movies, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, yes. uh, when's the last time Bill Murray's been funny? Like, when's the last time you... Because, like, Bill Murray's in this goes by... This is a very timely discussion yeah. we're having, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, his, he was in that. Like, not... Even one attempt at a joke. Yeah. 
Um, he's not funny in these like dour, wry movies that he's in where he's melancholy yeah exactly like some people might be like oh i laugh at new yorker cartoons and this <laughs> this performance was was amazing but mm-hmm. like when's the last time like bill murray operation dumbo drop I never that, saw that, it. That, that he's elicited a belly laugh from you uh the man who knew too little maybe yeah that wasn't a bad <clears throat> one uh anyway but... sorry <clears throat> That's not, we're not here to talk no. about. And, and I like Bill Murray. And I was going to concede to you, Tim, that the cover of this new Ghostbusters does say Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I believe that that is not the name of the movie, but I could see how some corporations would enter that into their system as such. But Ghostbusters Answer the Call. where the, the call, hell are they getting Answer the Call from, Tom? That just makes it sound like it's like a made-for-TV movie or something. Might as well put <laughs> Anyway, that's not what we're talking about this week, Tim. We're talking about a man of mystery. A man of desire. What? A man of magic. That man's name is David Blaine White. Better known as David Blaine. Yeah. We're talking about David Blaine. I love David Blaine. Tim, we were talking about uh, David Blaine, what was that, a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, during one of our um, uh, uh, meetings. (laughs) That makes it sound like (laughs) a cover for something. During one of our arbitration meetings. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we've talked about him on the show, but to the best of my research we have not done an episode purely about david blaine real quick question yes did you actually do any research i went on the wikipedia page okay that's fine yeah that's what we do so guys keep that wikipedia page updated yeah and then afterwards i listened to every episode we've done (laughs) wow yeah that's uh what almost 400 hours worth it it took forever tim i needed to slow down time neither of us is ever going to be able to run for office we're here talking badly about the Lady Ghostbusters for 400 hours. <laughs> well, Tim, if, if the recent election showed us anything, it's that, uh, nope, that won't hurt. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to those Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah. and Nobody cares. Yeah. And as long as you're not a ghost, they can't do anything back to you. That's true. Um, but we're ta- yeah, I didn't understand. Like, the technology. Are you talking about? No, enough about the new Ghostbusters. All right, that's fine. Because it's not even really I'm, that new anymore. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here listening to you lecture me about the technology, Tim. In the movie, of course. The technology made no sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was funny. It was it was a very funny movie. Yeah. The jokes? Anyway, David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom? A man who jokes very little. A Tom? very serious man. You and I, mm-hmm. fans of magic, the craft, not the movie, the craft. Right, the craft of magic. The yeah, art not, of not, not witchcraft. Oh, right. God, not witchcraft. No, not Ooh. again. Oh, boy. Yeah, we were uh, once bitten, twice shy. That's what I say. I was listening to something today where they were talking about how uh, not that many witches were burned at the stake. Well, you know Most what? Most of the time they just drowned them. Yeah, one, t- one is too many. But, uh, oh, for witches, Tim, what if they were turning your kids into toads? They're never turning things into toads. Uh, not anymore. And how we got rid of them. I've spent some time in Salem, Tom. Yeah. And, uh, there's like a witch graveyard that is, uh, one would assume that these weren't actual witches because witches don't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But like it was just all these uh, graves of the women that they killed. No, graves, Mm. stones. uh, Like a pointy hat on top? No, it's just normal graves. Yeah. Here lies the woman's name. Mm Mm-hmm. The years and then she next was alive. to her, her black cat. No, nah, mostly just the gravestones. <laughs> Looks like a cemetery. But anyway, we're talking about David. You Blaine. hear a lot of <laughs> when you walk through. The oh room. wow! Yeah, it's terrifying. And a lot of mourners, and guess what? They have green skin and warts. Wow. Yeah. And they're still mourning people who died like uh, over a hundred years yeah, ago. Because they're the undead. Are witches undead? Witches I guess are not. not they, they killed all of them. Yeah. Well, well those ones were witches. witches. Yeah, yeah. true. <sighs> one would think that witches would not be able to be killed, but I digress. <laughs> Depends on how strong of a witch they yeah, are. Yeah, someone who's that magic should probably be able to not uh, get killed. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> no, do you? And I hope you do. Remember I'll that song? have a friend wearing big, big round shoes. <laughs> um, do I believe in magic? Oh, that's a complicated question, Tim. <laughs> uh, I never used to, but lately... You've been g- becoming a real weirdo lately. Yeah, I have been yeah. becoming a real weirdo Tell lately. Tell me why Tim. you believe in magic. Um, and I hope you do. <laughs> I don't... Uh, well, depends on the magic. I don't believe in magic... I believe in the supernatural more and more. All right. Yeah, we know, Tom. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've, we've and heard... I think every once in a while, people can stumble upon something and uh, use magic, summon things. Okay. But probably not just for a card trick. That's probably just sleight of hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I often think about why I like magic, because uh-huh. I really like watching magic be performed. Right. Um. And it's like, I know it's fake. I'm not an idiot like you who thinks that there's something. It's real. (laughs) Oh, my God. Burn him. Burn him. Yeah. Tim, every magic show we've ever gone to together has ended early with my screams of it's real. It's real. I knew it. It's real. (laughs) Burn him. Burn Burn him. him, Get him. Yeah. Uh, you oftentimes I don't know how that one time you smuggled. Oh God, in, uh, I can't breathe. Yeah, he's you strangling me. In a big net and threw it over the magician. Yeah. Tried to throw him in the lake. Yeah, to drown him. Well, it was a uh, uh, I had brought <laughs> brought that net earlier in the day to a local church to have it blessed. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> so father, I'm the, skin. father, I'm uh, planning to use his net to catch a magician later. <laughs> I'd really uh, appreciate if you could bless it for me, so if you can't. Uh, Use any of uh, you know, the devil's tricks to get out of it. Right, right. Um, David Blaine. Yeah. Where does he fall on your favorite uh, magicians list? I would say honestly, I think David Blaine might be my favorite magician. Wow. Who would be your favorite magician? I gotta go with the boys in blue, Penn and Teller. <laughs> They're not the boys in blue. Sometimes they wear blue suits. Um, I mean, Penn and Teller would be up there for me for sure. But it's I, it's two couldn't be different styles, right? More different. Uh, Penn and Teller, they want you, you know to know what? that it's all artifice. There's right. no bullshit, and everything that you're seeing is a trick, mm-hmm. and they are not magic. David Blaine goes the complete opposite route. Uh, I would argue that he doesn't always go the complete opposite route. Like a lot of times. I think one of the most interesting things about him as a magician is that he plays with uh, deception a lot. 
like tricks, things where you think uh, something is just like a, a feat of endurance is actually a trick. Something you think is a trick is actually just like a feat of endurance. And that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that he he's not like Penn and Teller well, will yeah, come I, out and be like, "Here's a magic trick," right? And David Blaine will either come out and say, "Here is magic," right? Or here is a feat of endurance or a stunt, right? Right. And like. And he'll he wants blur you to, the lines. He wants you to believe whatever he's doing mm-hmm. is actually happening. Is actually what he tells you it is, right? And it's never what he says it is, unless sometimes it is. And he tries to blur blur those lines. Yeah, Penn and Teller will be like, "Hey, we're fucking carnies. Why am I cursing already? <laughs> Why you get real excited yeah, about magic? We're we're we're, we're trashy carnies here, and we're we're gonna pull a trick on you, and we're gonna tell you we're tricking you, right?" Yeah, but they use that in a, in the same way where sometimes when they're doing that, they're tricking you in a way you're that they're just using that as misdirection. Yeah. But like David Blaine they, wants you to believe very different stage persona. I would I would say that it boils down to what their stage personas right believe in magic. Yes, exactly. But they use similar Yeah, I'm not I don't know what they're like on their free time, Tom. Well, I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't get a, a yeah. good look at uh, at a David Blaine when he's not on the clock. Right. Yeah. I mean, Leo when he's not uh, on a uh, the, a yacht with a bunch of uh, Victoria's Secret models. The pea posse. Yeah. The oh oh I see. Uh, he's hanging. That's out. what he calls them. Yeah. But we'll listen to him about global warming, but not <laughs> not our president about global warming. <laughs> uh, he's allowed to use the word. Man. Leonardo DiCaprio is living like the 14-year-old's dream, huh? He's got all these uh, uh, babes around him all the time. And then when he's like, uh, not right now, girls. I'm going to go hang out with my magician friends. <laughs> you were an odd 14-year-old, Tom. So I think I was the ex- exactly... Uh, if you polled every 14-year-old boy in America, the vast majority, if you were like, you can pick any life you want, they'd be like, I want to hang out with bikini models and magicians. Yeah. But not together. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom? Uh-huh. Uh, David Blaine was married to a model. Yeah. Still is, I think, right? No, I think they got divorced. He's he's uh, He uh, pulled the old uh, escape routine, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you think, you think his uh, divorce lawyer made that joke a lot? No, probably not. I bet it was probably a contested. Uh, I bet this is probably uh, harder than getting out of one of those pairs of handcuffs you got in a straitjacket, huh? Um. All right, uh, David. I I said a joke. Did you hear me? That's 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 David Blaine's lawyer, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And David Blaine's just really upset. He doesn't want this. He's a very to happen. serious guy too. He's a sensitive man. Yeah, you don't want this. Uh... He's in tune with the spirit world and the supernatural. You have to be sensitive. Do you think there's any time that you could get David Blaine to mm-hmm. like let his guard down and like be a normal person? I will tell you, Tim, watching because uh, I've, I've recently watched three David Blaine specials in preparation for this. Nice. Uh, and there were two times that I saw him be real. And one was with Woody Allen. Uh when Woody Allen, he did a trick for Woody Allen, and then afterwards, Woody Allen made him a uh, a malted uh, like soda, 
And David Blaine uh, was like still kind of doing a trick or whatever, and then took a sip of it and went, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And it was like the only time I've seen him break character. So you give him, you give the man a nice drink, and yeah, he'll break character. Yeah, I forget what the other time I saw him break character. Tom, explain to me what a malted is. I don't know. I was like, oh, of course, this creep Woody Allen's making malteds. It's just like yeah, his kitchen. He's got a malted machine. Uh, you know what, Woody Allen? Uh, this is my impression. It's similar to an egg cream. Yeah, this is my impression of Woody Allen circa 2016. You ready? Okay. That's it? Yeah, I just feel like... He doesn't even talk? No, I feel like if you're just talking to him, he's always just like making some like weird mouth. He seemed very like, upset. Trying to like... Uh, get some spit moving in his mouth. He seemed very. Maybe that's what all the malteds are about. Yeah. Uh, he seemed very uh like un displeased to have David Blaine in his home. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, I'm not sure if you know this about Woody <laughs> Allen. He's a little neurotic. Yeah. Oh well, you should have seen how neurotic it was when David Blaine was trying to get these. Uh, fish he swallowed to pop back out of his mouth. It's taking apparently took hours. Oh really? Yeah. Yikes! I watched that special. I zoned out at some point. Yeah. I was doing something. Uh, was that the same one where he uh, regurgitated the frogs in front of uh, Dave Chappelle and Drake? No, that was a different one. Okay, so I didn't see that one. That was the most recent one. I yeah. believe. Yeah, that, that was that was a good one. So anyway, Tom, mm-hmm. let's let's go from the beginning. Yeah, I was going to say, let's go through the list. Because here's the thing. He started out just, just doing like us. street magic, just hustling on the street, just yeah. like me and you out there. Uh, Every day. Is, uh, what's your card? Is this your card? Of course it's your card. I did a, did a trick. Yeah. Um, but he'll never say, here's what I'm saying, Tom. <laughs> when he does a card trick, yeah. he wants you to believe that he... Somehow use the occult. Spit. Yeah. Penn and Teller will say, here's a card trick. I'm uh-huh. going to use sleight of hand to wow you. Right. Right? Like, that is the, the basic. That's what I'm trying to say. Here. Yeah. Um, so he started out with that street magic, mm-hmm. uh, and he did that levitation. Yeah. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. you and I in high school yeah. spent a lot of time trying to figure out what that levitation entailed. Tim, right? when we saw that levitation, that changed everything. It did. It was just like, wow. This th- is when we started getting all the girls. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, that's it. That's it. We just have to learn how to levitate. <laughs> That'll impress him, and it worked. And to this day, to this day, we're regular. Uh, to this day, we're best friends with Leo, <laughs> hanging out with him on the boat. The pee posse. Yeah, and then he goes, you guys got to get out of here. I got David Blaine coming over. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Come on. He's like, nope, never the twain shall mix. Yeah, he let me hang out with Al Gore one time. Yeah, well, yeah, the... You know, the, the earth-friendly stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's lucky. You know, Al Gore probably... seems like another one that's going to be like, the whole time <laughs> you're talking to him. I don't think so. I don't know. He just seems like a dry mouth kind of guy. <laughs> well, he's trying to save the world, Tim. Yeah, I know, but hydrate. He's trying to not take more than, you know, his share. It's actually pretty uh, selfless of him. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Gore. Yeah, Tim. Maybe that will be like President a... Gore, right? Yeah. Right. Maybe that. Well, you could say Vice President Gore. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's uh, uh, 
you know, going to become like a, a thing in the future, Tim, like how people were doing like the ice bucket challenge to raise awareness for ALS. Maybe people go try now to raise awareness about the environment. I don't know that that would help anything. <laughs> hey, that would bother you a lot if everybody all the time was like, yeah, I'd be like, and you, you were know like, what? why are you doing that? And they're like, I'm trying to raise awareness about the lack of uh, drinking water. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he did uh, his first two specials, Tom. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me move this over this way. Street Magic, mm-hmm. 1997. And what was that about? Uh, it was his first television special. Uh, and uh, he just walked around kind of uh, going on the street. Yeah. And here's what I liked. Okay. He was out there with the average Joe and Jane, mm-hmm. right? Doing Just stopping tricks. people and saying, hey, would you like yeah, to see a exactly. magic trick? And they were like, who the hell is this? I yeah. don't know. Later on. Mm-hmm. He did less and less of this in his specials, and he's going with celebs. Yeah. And guess what? Celebs are dang hams sometimes, right? Yeah, sometimes they're a little too... And I just want somebody, when I'm watching a magic trick, Mm -hmm. you know what? Stay the F out of the way. Right. Know your role. Just play along. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't try to outsmart the magician. Yeah. Don't try to make jokes. Don't try to put. Don't you're, you're, not, you're not the part star of the, of the show. Yeah. This guy's got his patter down. Stop trying to throw him off. You're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. There's. Uh. I didn't realize because I was always curious. Uh. Because David Blaine doesn't tour that much. If for the longest time I couldn't figure out how he made money, so I was like, he, does he just live off the money from a special every? few years or so he just conjures up more money whenever he needs it maybe but uh apparently i don't know if he does this much anymore but uh back in the day uh he would make his money getting hired uh for private parties from rich people that's like how he knows all these celebrities and everything i bet he's famous enough that right now he could be like he can make a year's salary in one night Oh yeah, and I mean, what do you think that, he makes a year? Forty-five grand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy doesn't need all that much. Yeah, he needs a couple of cards. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe some years he's clearing high five figures. Maybe. Yeah. If he's really hustling. Yeah. Uh, if I were, see, like I've never thought about like, oh man, uh, I wish I were rich. I wish I had all the money and a big house on the hills. I've never really thought about that. But I've never really thought about if I were rich, I could have parties and have David Blaine come and do magic tricks for everyone. I, You know what? I'd be like Leo. I'd be like, get out of here. What? No. No. I would. The thing, the problem would be if I were that rich, everybody would be stealing uh, stuff from my home because I'd be following David Blaine around the whole night. Just want to see tricks again and again. I think David Blaine is so perceptive. He'd be able to police that while doing his tricks. It's probably like, oh, uh, seven of diamonds. Hey, put that down. That's Tom's. That's yeah. Mr. Reynolds. Is that yours? Is that your Ming vase? I think uh, if uh, uh, you're hiring him, that's probably like one of the add-ons. Like, would yeah. you also like Mr. Blaine to keep an eye on all your valuables? Right. And occasionally ask you where one of them is, and then when you don't know, he'll hand it to you. <laughs> Or take it out from behind your mm. ear or something, and you'll go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Tom, do you think David Blaine has to travel with a security detail? 
when he goes where? Like, like at a private party or oh, like? I don't think so. You don't think I people mean, are trying to be the man that took down David Blaine <laughs> at a at a, like a celebrity party? Do I think like uh, like Josh Brolin's gonna be like? No, I, I know Josh Brolin won't, but there's some undesirables in there. <laughs> there aren't undesirable at a celebrity party. Yeah, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. circa 1999. Right. You don't think they were like, eh, he might stab David Blaine. No, nobody wants to be the person. Nobody thinks that he's immortal. Tim, do you think he's immortal? I don't know. Yeah. But if he's he's not, I want to be the one who takes him out. I want to be the one who proves it. Well, not me personally, but like I can see how a psychotic person might think that. (laughs) I'm sure when he does these big private parties, he's got... Uh, his own entourage, uh, you know, of uh, assistants and things like yeah. that. Uh, mm, he needs no assistance. Yeah. But I don't think he needs uh, a bodyguard, Tim. He could just conjure a gun. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Next, he got... Th- and then, after Street Magic and Magic Man, mm-hmm. just card tricks, a little levitation. Right. Tom, I know how the levitation's done. I know how it's done, too, Tim. I bought a videotape yeah. about it. Man, the '90s were weird. We had to like order a videotape off the internet. No, I think I had to like drive very far to a magic shop to buy a videotape about how a magic trick. Every is time done. I go into a magic shop, it takes all my uh, cunning uh-huh. or all uh, like all my uh, self control not to to walk out of there with everything to spend my life savings. And also, I'm too lazy to ever practice the sleight yeah, of hand. It's all that's about necessary. practice. Yeah. And so I buy these things thinking it's going to immediately make me a great magician. No, they just they're in the closet with my hockey stick and my baseball glove. Uh, um magic shops always uh I'm always real excited when I see one, but when you go into it, it's always like, all right, here's like all the kid tricks that are affordable that you would be able to learn how to do. Yeah. And then a bunch of stuff behind the counter that's kind of like if you even ask, they're going to be like, "Listen, buddy, these these aren't for weekend warriors. Yeah. I bought a wallet that when you opened it, it uh, like a big fire came out of it, a fire wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was uh, using it uh, right before <laughs> I, I had to film a music video, it. right? <laughs> um, and I was trying to uh, 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 impress everybody with my fire wallet. Be like, oh, I'll pay for that. And then I open it up, and then a big fireball came out of my wallet. Yeah. Burned off my eyelashes. <laughs> like, I had no... It was... Uh, my eyelashes <laughs> turned to dust. And then when I t- touched them, <laughs> they all just disintegrated. And I had to film this music video with no eyelashes. Also, what's the trick there? If you pull out your wallet and a fireball... I'm sure the reaction of people was like, oh, my God, what just happened? What happened? Why had that happen? Oh, what was that? Sack electricity? Is there a gas leak? What's going on? Exactly. And, and then, then if you go, oh, no, it was a magic. They'd be like, you did that? Yeah. Why'd you do that? That was so dangerous. You burned your eyelashes off. Well, well if, but what if I did this instead? Uh, they were like, what happened? I'll be like, I don't know. Perhaps some magic this week's episode of the complete guide to everything is also brought to you by harry's are you uh tired of trying to find the perfect gift for a guy in your life uh it can be really hard to find something that's useful and practical 
well, look no more because that's what Harry's is, both, both useful and practical. Uh, these are great, great razors. Uh, they sent me a bunch. Now, Tim doesn't shave, but they sent me some. And uh, I was actually super impressed by how comfortable they were. Uh, kind of thought all razors were more or less the same, but uh, these were very, very nice. Uh, if you haven't heard of them before, Harry's was started by two best friends, Jeff and Andy, who were fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they started their own razor company to give people what they deserve, a great shave at a fair price. This holiday, Harry's is offering a limited edition shaving kit. It is a uh, really cool looking midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can also get engraved with initials uh, from them. Three of Harry's German engineered five blade, five blades cartridge uh, that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel that smells really, really good, beautifully designed gift box, and uh, it's only 30 bucks on harrys.com. They also offer handles and sets starting at just $10 if you haven't tried Harry's for yourself. As a special offer for fans of this show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you an extra $5 off your order when you enter the code GUIDE at checkout. Uh, and also, there's free shipping, but the free shipping ends on December 9th, so act now. Go to harrys.com right now to get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, and don't forget to enter code GUIDE at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com, code GUIDE. Tom, all right, let, let's, let's cut to the chase here. We got a lot to cover. He started doing stunts, David Blaine did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning with his 1999 special, Buried Alive. Which... Me yeah. and you were live on the scene for yeah. as reporters. That was some of our earliest magic reporting. Yeah. Uh, on April 5th, 1999, Blaine was entombed in an underground plastic box underneath a three-ton a three ton water-filled tank for seven days across from Trump Place on 68th Street and R- Riverside Drive as part of a stunt titled Buried Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all his stunts... Yeah. Had something to do with Trump. Do uh, you think he's going to be uh, the Minister of Magic? Oh, that would that would be great. I'd love to see David Blaine put in charge of something. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's not a virulent racist, so right. there, he's got that going for him above right. all the other. Yeah, I mean, he also seems like he's, uh, you know, he's a very hardworking guy. He puts his mind to something. Yeah. He'll make it happen. Yeah. And he'll even if it requires lying and cheating. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I read there was an interview with him. I believe it was in Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair uh, in the lead up to these uh, this new special that just aired. Vanity Fair. More like Vanity Unfair. <laughs> you know who said that? Who? Tony Kay, the director of American History X. Uh, regarding Edward Norton's profile in Vanity Fair, where he took credit for uh, directing, for shadow directing American History X. That has nothing to do with Vanity Fair. Well, they printed it. Yeah. You got to verify that. Vanity Unfair. You can say that he boasted about this stuff. Yeah, I don't know know how it was phrased. Anyway. All I know is it seemed very Vanity Unfair to me. (laughs) The uh, now is this the issue with uh, Demi Moore on the cover uh, painted? I think that was the only issue that ever came out. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, we gotta not go out for pre-show beers before recording anymore. <laughs> the uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, it's us. Your two drunk uncles. <laughs> uh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, Vanity Fair. Oh, so this interview, uh, they asked him about Trump uh, because they were like, yeah, you've done like a bunch of uh, tricks that have somehow involved Trump or like Trump properties. And that's where he talked about it. He was like, uh, you know, when I was like starting out, I was doing a lot of parties for rich people and I met him and, you know, did a trick for him or whatever. And he was like, when I wanted to do this, this stunt, uh, I realized that this, uh, you know, he was like building something on the West side. It was just a construction, like an empty lot. And I realized it would be perfect. And he's like, I called him up and he was just like, yeah, sounds great. And he's like, and that was it. Like, he's like, I basically cold called him. Uh, and he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Imagine the stunts that David Blaine's going to be able to pull at the white house. Yeah. When he's got a eminent domain behind him. Oh Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stunts, but yeah, uh, well, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, he was, oh, like whenever you would do these things, they would have like a press conference with Trump at like yeah. a Trump building. He wanted attention for it. Yeah. It, it was very unlike him, but he yeah. wanted attention for it. But it was also like, a, in, in fairness to him, like great free publicity to yeah. be like, oh, you want to do a trick? you know, in this vacant lot that I have. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. cost me anything. And like, I get to be on TV again. Yeah. I don't even have to say racist things about the president. To <laughs> not do yet. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, according to CNN, Blaine's only communication to the outside world was a hand buzzer, mm-hmm. which, uh, not, not a joke <laughs> hand buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> a man would have to come down there, shake hands with him. If the man was shocked, that means yes. <laughs> if he was not, he was just given a regular handshake. Uh, there was an around the clock emergency crew standing by that could have been summoned by that. And he only, uh, had, uh, six inches of headroom. And two inches on each side. Oh, sounds like uh, sounds like uh, Delta Airlines. <laughs> uh, during the endurance stunt, Blaine did not eat and drank only two to three tablespoons of water a day. Mm-hmm. But you're just lying there. <laughs> yeah, I know um, you're probably. He's probably doing a lot of this. He's trying to raise, raise awareness. Raise <laughs> awareness. Um, yeah, that was a trick that I thought, like, while... I mean, that was his first endurance stunt, right? Yeah, and we went, and uh, we, we went, gave him a thumbs up, and teen, he gave us a thumbs up teenage, right back. Teenage yeah. Tim and Tom were there on the scene. Yeah. Did we cut school to do that? I think so. Yeah. I think we just, like, didn't go to school yeah, one day. Yeah, then we just got on the train. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye, Mom and Dad. Go to school. No, I remember this. I think this was, like, when we realized, because this was the end of the year, uh, I think this is when we realized that, like, they weren't really paying attention to where we were. Yeah. And we both just, like, left school early. And we were like, I think we can just, like, walk out of the building and nobody's ever going to notice. Yeah. That's a it, that's a that's a good lesson to learn as soon mm-hmm. as you can in life. Nobody's really paying attention to you. Nine times out of ten, and ten times out of ten, if you walk somewhere confidently, you're fine. Yeah. So just do whatever you want, but just do it with some goddamn confidence. Yeah. So let this be a lesson to all the kids out there. If uh, a local magician's doing a big stunt, 
Just walk out of school and go. <laughs> yeah, get on the train and, and go to uh, 68th and Riverside. <laughs> yeah, go to a big empty lot yeah. uh, where there's nothing but dirt. Give Wait, them a thought. We- Wait around for a while. There was nothing because remember, we were in line and it wasn't until we got up to him that we were like, oh, this is it? Oh, I guess it is. Oh, yeah, there he is down there. Yeah. Give him thumbs up. He gave us a thumbs up right back. Yeah. Thanks, David Blaine. You well, really inspired we, me. Well, I mean, at the very least, uh, for me, that verified that he was not an animatronic man. Right. Um, which no, is well, very important. He could be an animatronic man all the time. And you know, that wouldn't surprise a, me, Tom. And just wouldn't very, surprise me. It's the greatest uh, trick David Blaine ever to- uh, ever pulled. A very advanced high tech one, yeah. but uh, at least uh, in this instance, that did not seem to be the case. Right. You know how old he was when he did that? Twenty six. Yeah. Well, you hit it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know this? Damn, I looked up. I have a photographic memory. Uh, okay. Uh, so that was a good one. Uh, next was Frozen in Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2000, February of 2000, yeah. um, uh, he performed a stunt called Frozen in Time, which was covered on a TV special. He was shown encased in a large block of ice located in Times Square, New York City. Yeah. He was lightly dressed and appeared to be shivering even before the blocks of ice were placed around him. A oh, tube supply. February. Oh, no. It was November. Did I say February? Yeah. Why did I say February? Maybe you didn't. Because <laughs> um, this was my junior, my my freshman year, uh, my frosh year of uh, of college, right? And it was I was in NYU, and I was just like, uh, like you're I like New York's the most exciting place ever. David Blaine's always doing a stunt. <laughs> yeah, so like I would go up to Times Square, me and a friend of the show, Chris, uh-huh. and like we went up there like three or four times just to see him in ice, and yeah, it looked it looked it it, it was. Uh, he was in there for 63 hours, 42 minutes, and 15 seconds before being removed with chainsaws. But do you remember this special? Yes. Because they removed out, him live. Yeah, and he came out in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had to, like, like the look on his face was like, I did not think this through. Now, uh-huh. they they pulled him, they, they got him on a gurney into yeah. the ambulance. He was screaming for his girlfriend. I think Josie was her name or something. Uh-huh. And it was like a little disturbing because like they were like, and now we'll have an interview with David. Oh, nope. Uh, nope, uh, nope. All right. He's just well, thanks. screaming. Thank, thanks for watching, everybody. David Blaine did it. Uh, stunt. Goodbye. He's just screaming and asking everyone if he's dead and a ghost right oh, now. Oh, yeah. He thought he was dead, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that was a little disturbing. Now, let me ask you this, Tom. Uh-huh. Was this an actual stunt, mm-hmm. or was this all misdirection? Right. He was fine, and guess what? He was replaced by a mannequin at points when they weren't doing things. Yeah, or... there, there's uh, a lot of evidence that says uh, that there were certain times when they had to, like, refreeze the, the brick or whatever that he was frozen in, uh-huh. that while they were spraying the water... There was like an elevator that would lower him out and then quickly go back up with like a dummy. Right. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't like the whole thing was fake, but, you know, he'd get a few minutes. Right. Take a nice uh, hot shower. Take a nice hot shower, get a massage, eat, drink, go Kiss pee-pee, his girlfriend. Kiss his girlfriend. Make out with her hard. Uh, but the, the thing... Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I'll have to watch the video again. 
Uh, it could be, and in which case that doesn't diminish from it because, uh, you know, you did a good enough job uh, sneaking a bias at the time. Yeah. But uh, he did also say that that November was a lot warmer than it was predicted to be. And that actually one of the things that made the stunt very hard was that the ice was constantly melting and dripping on him. So he was just like wet all the time, too, which was something they'd anticipate, which then would make sense why they had to keep spraying this thing constantly and like trying to keep it, you know, frozen. So the world will never know. And I think he will take this to the grave. But it might be one of those graves where he's just underwater. Might yeah. be when, like, when he was buried alive. Yeah, that's true. He might be able to tell us through a buzzer, a hand buzzer. Just, uh, yeah, or give us a thumbs up if it was fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. this is when I started to like lose a little bit of interest in the stunts. Yeah. And I was like, get back to the sleight of hand, buddy. Yeah, let's see those cards. Enough with the stunts and celebs. Mm-hmm. The celebs. Uh, just get back to your bread and butter. But he did vertigo. Yeah. Not just a great U2 song, uh, a great stunt. Uh, on May 22nd, 2002, a crane lifted Blaine... <laughs> onto on, a train! <laughs> onto 100 feet... It was insane. 100 foot high uh, and 22 inch wide pillar in Bryant Park, New York City. Yeah. Now, I was in the city for this. I think maybe post uh, post 9-11... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not. Uh, I was not in the mood for such frivolity. <laughs> it's not in the mood to be tricked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was not harnessed to the pillar, although there were two retractable handles on either side of him to grasp in the event of harsh weather. Mm-hmm. He gets a hundred feet up. Yeah. Uh, he remained on the pillar for thirty-five hours. He ended the feat by jumping down onto a landing platform made out of uh, twelve feet. 12-foot-high pile of cardboard boxes and suffered a mild concussion. Mm. Um, I remember him jumping down that. I mean, jumping 100 feet onto 12 feet of cardboard boxes yeah. is still, like, enough to give you a concussion, apparently. <laughs> At least a mild one. Yeah, do you remember this? I do remember this one. 35 hours, so that's a day and a half he's up there. Yeah. I feel like I could do that. This was one of the ones where I felt like uh, I'm with you that I, I started to lose interest in the stunts just because I was like, I know that technically that's hard, but it's not interesting to watch. Yeah. And like also it was cool when you when he was buried alive mm-hmm. and you could go and see him a few feet underground. Yeah, he or was right there. When he's in the ice and you can go and feel how cold the ice is. Yeah, and you could touch the ice away. Yeah. and like he can still like this, he's 100 feet up. You're just like, who's that up there? Little Davy Blaine? Yeah. Is that Davy Blaine up there? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't Maybe. Know. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't bring my theater binoculars. Exactly. I can't tell. Well, I, I brought my theater binoculars, Tom, because well, I'm usually coming from the theater. Right. Coming coming from or going to. Yeah. Uh, and and then, you've always got real shit seats. Right. And then this is what, yeah, come on. If I'm going to the theater every day, sometimes twice a day, yeah. can't get a... Uh, you got to get the cheap seats. Yeah. Uh, one time I was going to see uh, the Philharmonic at Lincoln Center, mm. and uh, I had very bad seats, and so we had a, an elevator, and the elevator was crowded, mm-hmm. and then uh, 
people got off. They were like, uh, orchestra. And like a bunch of people got out and they were like, all, the, pe- all the people with the instruments got out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lo- loge. And then people got out and then they were like, mezzanine. And everybody got out except for me and the one or two people I was with mm-hmm. and this old lady. And this old lady goes, I guess only music lovers are left. Mm-hmm. I was like, lady, I don't love this. <laughs> Lady, I'm I'm ne- just, lady, I'm just poor. <laughs> lady, I've never listened to a song in my life. <laughs> I'm not about to start tonight. Uh, Mind your own business. In 2003, September 5th, uh, he began a stunt. And this is when he really lost me because he's like, hey, guess what? Screw NYC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, Potter's Fields Park in uh, in London. Yeah. Uh, he was sealed inside a transparent plexiglass case. Uh, suspended 30 feet uh, next to the Thames River or above the Thames River. Um, Thames? Thames. Thames River. Timmy's River. Um, it, it, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. But it was too similar to the one where he stood on a platform, and this yeah. wasn't even as high. No. Um, how long was he up there, though? He was up there. He was there up there for, for like 60 days or something. Yeah, he was up there for a very long time. Hold on. And uh, people were throwing eggs at him. Yeah somebody, yeah. somebody flew a helicopter up with a hamburger, a remote controlled hamburger. A remote controlled A remote controlled hel- helicopter. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I'd love a remote controlled hamburger. <laughs> well, right no, it. it'd be crunchy. Um, yeah, he was up there from September 5th to October 19th. But that's another one where there's uh, people that say it was a trick. And he, there was a way that he was getting in and out of that thing, right? Um, which, yeah, maybe, but still, you got to hand it to still him. Still a good trick. He's a hundred percent nude the whole time. <laughs> you have to hand it to him, or if you can't, fly it up with a remote controlled helicopter. Oh, you're talking about burgers specifically? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and uh, George W. Bush uh, said something. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Uh." <laughs> The last noted American to visit London stayed in a glass box dangling over the Thames. A few might have been happy to provide similar arrangements for me. Here's a guy who knows that he was hated. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hand it, it to him on that, right? And appreciates good magic. Yeah. I, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. And I know I, I don't want to talk about Trump every five seconds, but the one saving grace of this administration is going to be like, yeah, this guy probably does like a good magic trick. Uh, Trump? Yeah. Look, if he was willing to to, to bury him alive in Riverside Park. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to kill him this whole time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Trump will finally succeed in killing David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe he was could like, yeah, sure, where, you uh, could you could get buried alive in uh, in my field, and then he's like, uh, let me just check the locks real quick, and he switched them out. Yeah, could succeed where Josh Brolin failed. Yeah, killing David Blaine, <laughs> uh, drowned alive. You loved this one. I yeah. wasn't a big fan of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lasted seven days. Back in New York City, baby. Yeah, Lincoln Center. Uh. That's where the Philharmonic plays. Yeah, uh, he was. He spent seven days mm-hmm. uh, uh, submerged in an eight-foot diameter water-filled sphere. Yeah, containing isotonic saline in front of uh, Lincoln Center. At the end of the stunt, Blaine attempted to free himself from handcuffs and change af- uh, after exiting the sphere. After the stunt, Blaine entered into an agreement with researchers at Yale University to monitor him, 
monitor him in order to study the human's physiological reaction to prolonged submersion. Uh, what I remember about that trick is that at one point they like got scared that he was drowning and they jumped in to get him. Yeah. And it seemed counterintuitive because he was in this tiny little orb and two like scuba divers went in through a tiny hole to like help him out. It's like, guys, now you're all just stuck in there. Now, wait, what was the orb? It was just like a big glass. It looked... So he had air in there? Was air being pumped into this? He had like a scuba mask on. Okay. Or a snorkel. Not a snorkel, scuba mask. Okay. Attached to like, you know, air outside. So he just didn't eat for seven days? That was the whole... And yeah. he got like pruny hands? He got super pruny hands. Yeah. I think that's why it was uh, isotonic saline and not gotcha. just, you know, actual water. Yeah, I don't know. All this stuff where he's like, I can hold my breath the longest out of anybody. I don't care about holding your breath. I do. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I When I was a kid, I only pretended to like the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> no, because I think when you're breaking those kinds of records... Where it's like, yeah, what is his record for breath holding? It's like 20 minutes. Uh, 17 minutes, four and a half seconds. Yeah. When you're breaking records and the record is like so far above what a normal person can do. Yeah. Like the average, how long would you say the average person can hold their, hold their breath? Um, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. I was going to say 30 seconds, maybe. No, I think most people could do a minute. You want to try it right now? Well, it wouldn't make for good radio, Tim. But I can hold my at, at my oh, height. Yeah, yeah, I can hold my breath for three minutes. Tim, is, but even that three minutes, and that's something to brag about. But that it's nothing compared yeah. to this guy. Well, guess what? Yeah, nothing compared to Tom Saitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess how long it took this guy to uh, surpass David Blaine's uh, Guinness World Record? How long? Four months. Four it's and not, a half months. It's not very long at all. No. Uh, so anyway, he did that on Oprah, mm-hmm. and I was just like, guys, dude, I don't want to see you on Oprah holding your dang breath. Go on Oprah and wow her with some sleight of hand. I think he did that too. I don't think the the show was just. I don't know. Just him in the water I don't watch the whole Oprah, time. Tom, it's for girls. You do watch Oprah, Tim. Not ever since. Does she still? Not have ever a daily since it show? went off the air. Does she still have a show on the Oxygen? Network? I don't think she does if she does i don't hear about it yeah well then where did that lance armstrong thing come from or was that I think like she 10 still years does, ago hey <laughs> that was like 10 years ago i think she still does specials once in a while lance armstrong has a podcast now yeah what a dick yeah All right. stay out of here we're not doing drugs and riding bikes yeah well yet uh, in two thousand two thousand six, uh-huh. uh, David Blaine did his revolution stunt, uh, where he was shackled mm-hmm. to a rotating gyroscope for sixteen hours without food or water. Blaine ended the stunt fifty-two hours later. Nobody Which, told him. Did I guess something go wrong. Could they not stop the gyroscope? May I mean, uh, good gyroscope, Tim. Once you get it going, you can't Man, stop he's that. He's got right? revolution and vertigo. Yeah. He's he's covering the whole latter day uh U two th- discography. That's gonna be his, uh, the the biggest reveal of them all in the end. Uh see that's another one where yeah, staying on a gyroscope even for sixteen hours uh sounds impossible, but only impossible in that like why would you do that? Right. 
Now, wait, hold on. Let's go back, Tom. Mm-hmm. When he jumped off that vertigo thing. When, yes. What? When was it? What was the one that we watched? <laughs> Above the balloon? No. Drowned alive. Where was he standing on a thing and he jumped off the thing uh-huh. and then balloons, and balloons took, him away. took him away? It was not that one. Was it the dive of death? It was the dive of death. Okay. <laughs> yeah, September 2008. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, no. no. Yes. Because I remember I was living on Long Island. In September 2008, Tom. No, you must have you just been home for a visit. I don't think so, Tom. Uh, uh, Dive of death, September twenty September twenty second. Blaine began his stunt, hanging over Wool Walman Rink in Central Park and interacting with fans by lowering himself upside down. That would have been fun. Yeah, he pulled himself up to drink fluid and restore no- normal circulation. Reportedly, Blaine risked blindness and all other maladies in the stunt. He was widely criticized when, only hours into the endurance challenge. He was seen standing on a waiting crane platform, not upside down as expected. During the stunt, he came down once an hour for me- for a medical check and to use the bathroom. First of all, you don't have to use the bathroom every hour. <laughs> he should go to a doctor if that's the case. Maybe you do if you're being held upside down. Maybe. Tim, think about where's all the pee-pee going to go? Right out of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, it's going to get mixed up with all the other organs. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time here. Okay. But uh, that was not it. Because remember, the thing uh, was postponed because Bush had to make an announcement about like sending oh, more troops into Yeah, Iraq. like that's what they, they said, like screwed up the trick. Yeah. And the, that didn't happen in, in no. 2008. But whatever. There was one point where, like, and I think it's been scrubbed from his Wikipedia page. Maybe. Where, like, God, who knows he did a thing, and he was supposed to jump off yeah. and land in a thing, but instead he was, he, like, the idea was everybody would see him float into space and be like, holy shit, magic. Yeah. But the winds changed, and you could see that there were just balloons holding him up. Yeah. And the announcers didn't know what to do, and everything was on a delay because Bush was... Uh, perpetuating a horrible war, yeah, and it was just a dark time in 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 uh, American yeah, history. Where it was like, geez, I'm I'm looking yeah. to escape through magic, yeah, and now the magic's not only getting postponed but screwed yeah. up because of this trick, uh, yeah, because it was a very strange. He jumped, and you just kind of weren't sure what was supposed to happen, right? And yeah, huge balloons. Yeah, I was, was impressed by the sheer size of those I balloons. remember you could hear people laughing in the crowd because yeah. the trick didn't go as planned. Yeah, that's got to hurt, man. Oh, well, yeah. All right, he did Electrified in October 2012. Why mm-hmm. is he doing all these in the fall? He's doing all these outdoor things. Do it in spring, man. It's going to be nicer. It's uh, a- Showers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. Let me say this first off. A very unsung hero in the world of magic is the television network, ABC. Yeah. They've always been the ones who have magic specials on. Well, Fox had uh, the Masked Magician. Yeah, Tim. It is I, Valentino. Yeah, Tim. Fox had the the the, the villain, the enemy of yeah, all magicians, true. or ABC. 
He's always been nurturing the magicians. Yeah, they had uh, Penn and Teller's specials on back Penn in the day. Penn and Teller, uh, uh, David Copperfield, his his specials were always ABC. Let's hear it for the American Broadcasting Company. Yeah, right? to keep him magic alive. Yeah. So I'm sure it has something to do with uh, with uh, ratings that they're like, we do it in the fall. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. Okay. Um, electrified. Uh, he stood on a pillar surrounded by seven Tesla coils, mm-hmm. producing an electric discharge of one million volts or more continuously. The coils were directed at Blaine for the entirety of the endurance stunt, during which he did not eat or sleep. He wore 35, 34 pounds of gear, including chainmail Faraday suit, designed to prevent electrical current from traveling through the body. Uh, some physics professor said he has a conducting suit. All the current is going through the suit, nothing through his body. There's no danger in this. Like, this shit is too elaborate, man. Yeah. Buried alive, in ice, on a platform. That I can relate to. Uh-huh. Doing all this other shot stuff. Shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Do, do, like, shot with a gun. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Not that anybody should shoot David Blaine, but his new special was right. uh, he and caught he, and he did cup. this trick before where he caught a bullet in a cup. Right, but this is a bigger bullet. Um. So anyway, uh, that was a thing that I didn't even know happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. I saw that one. It was pretty good. Yeah. But again, it was like, yeah, this is the the science of it made it such that it wasn't dangerous at all. Yeah. They said like the only dangerous thing was that uh, like the electricity created ozone and that over like that period of time, him being there, it might not be great for him. And like the sound alone, cause it was just constant <laughs> electric noises. Uh, members of the public were able to control the pattern of electric current by accessing screens and musicians Pharrell Williams and Andrew W.K. performed solos on a keyboard which controlled the electric discharge. Like, this is a little, like, come on, get down to the primal. Just I mean, I love Pharrell. But come on, people. No. Um, all right. Uh, he's talking about doing a tour. Tour. Yeah. Now, would you go see this tour? Would I go see this tour, Tim? It's all I want in life. What if it was at Madison Square Garden? Yeah. One of the best nights of my life, Tom. Uh-huh. Why would I not go if it were at Madison Square Garden? Because, like, I'll tell you, one of the best nights of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I went to a magic show at uh, the Waldorf Astoria with my father and my mm-hmm. brother. And uh, it was, like, uh, I think, like, 30 people in the room. Mm-hmm. And, like, this guy, like, just nailing it like everything was was great and like everybody got a chance to participate mm-hmm. he's like yeah this was amazing it was like one of the best things i've ever seen in my life yeah my fondest memories um then i saw Penn and teller at a theater yeah it was similarly great but also like um it was broadway theater so it's broadway th- it was bigger but they rose to the spectacle of right it, right, right. Mm-hmm. now David Blaine, he did that uh, that bullet catch in his latest special in mm-hmm. front of twenty thousand people. Yeah, like he, to me, his strengths are uh, the sleight of hand and like the 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 real life stuff, right? Right. And uh, uh, I just feel like he's not a guy that uses big set pieces. And if you if you're gonna see a guy like him, you want to see him in at a private party or in a in a small room. And you know what? 
dang it, you and I might never get that chance. But then we just got to go watch 1997's seminal special, Street Magic. Uh, no, I want to see him uh, do a big show, too. Yeah, I don't like care. To see that. Yeah. But what if he did that bullet thing and he shot his brains out? That would be horrible. Yeah, and then you're out $70. They'd probably give you your money back. I don't think so. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for the elaborate funeral he's got planned. <laughs> right, where he gets buried dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, wow, buried dead. Yeah. Uh, Tom? Still insisting on being buried underwater. Uh, he does a lot of mentalism stuff. Yeah. Actually, we'll save this for the end. If you like the show, let's do that shit. Sure. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can email us at completeguideeverything at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash completeguide. Follow us on Twitter at completeguide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by supporting our sponsors. You can also go to tcgt.com slash Amazon where you can do your normal Amazon shopping, but make sure that they, they send a little bit of uh, a cut our way. Uh, it's a great freeway. Well, not free. The stuff's not free, but it doesn't cost you anything extra uh, way to support the show, uh, especially during the upcoming holidays when you're going to be doing all that Christmas and, and Hanukkah. That was a real tight uh, explanation you had there, Tom. Like, uh, I'm just explaining the nature of capitalism to people. Uh, you can also support us by going to tcgt.com slash pledge and uh, checking out our Patreon where you get a bunch of fun bonuses such as weekly episodes of the news starring Tim and Tom. Uh, this week, we've got uh, some big news in the world of hamburgers. Yeah. You can follow me on those things at your pal Tim. Did I say that? Uh, who knows? But now they know. Yeah. Tom? Uh, Yes. David Blaine does a lot of mind reading tricks. Yeah. I looked it up online. Mentalism. Yeah. And I I did this stupidly off the air. Yeah. Uh so everybody out there, hold on. Uh <laughs> think of a number right now. Mm-hmm. Between one and twenty. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> think about it really hard. Uh huh. Seventeen. If I was right, send all your money. Uh, to the the show uh, yeah. to me, uh, Tom. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, that's that's a thing. Uh, people will mostly, and it worked on you before. Yeah, it did. But I said, think of a number between one and twenty, and you just went seventeen. Yeah. That what kind of <laughs> in what world does that happen? I thought it was a more complicated trick, Tim. I thought you were going to then take that number and do something no, with it, make it appear on my television or something. Like, Mental math, where it's like, okay, now add, oh, yeah. multiply yeah, that by on. seven, and then yeah, add, and add the in first the of the dark ages number. being impressed by that. It's math. <sighs> Tom, mm-hmm. think of a number from one to ten. Okay. Seven? No. Okay. Uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, think of a number from one to four. Three. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, I said it, though. Well, Tom, you, <laughs> stop fucking doing this. You're ruining it. Whatever it's right, you're ruining me. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Think of a two-digit number below 50. Both digits odd and different. Okay. So I'm looking in your ass. Uh-huh. Figuring it out. Uh-huh. It's 37. No, but that's close. Oh, 35. It's 35. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, give me a number, uh, between one and 1,000. Give it to you? 
No, 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 no. Think of one. Well, geez, Tim. Yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, I'm how... not a professional magician, Tom. A I'm number... reading off a goddamn website. A number between one and a thousand. Yeah. And no other. All right, I've got yeah, it. It's just... 333. No, it's not 333. <laughs> I don't know why this website purports that <laughs> yeah, that would be the answer. Like, yeah, you have literally a thousand chances here. Right. All right. Uh, so magic is real, I guess. That's uh, the takeaway here. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, we had a, we had a snag. Uh, recording and Patreon people are watching us record. Do you did you mention that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. No, but they uh, they saw the whole kerfuffle. Yeah. So uh, if you're a ten dollar plus Patreon subscriber, you can go watch the live feed and find out the original version of mm-hmm. the last ten minutes of this show. Yeah. And boy, um, is it gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Should we just watch that back and kind of re-record it all? Sure. I'll I'll transcribe it idea. all out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. That was a HeadGum Podcast.